We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Time winding down. Here's quickly from three, and that will do it. The Knicks, led by as many as 15, they hung tough against the team with the second-best record in the league, but fall to the Grizzlies by four. Morant with 17 of his game-high 37 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, a lot of positives the Knicks can take from this game as they will face their arch-rival in the next contest. So the Knicks' three-game win streak comes to an end. Mm. That was, uh, mm, damn it. That was a little frustrating uh, for a variety of reasons. Thought we could have had that one. Really thought we could have had that one. Um, just because, uh, not to bury the lead, um, we'll get into why they lost, but this team is playing better. Um, they're playing better. They're playing, they're playing good ball. They're playing ball that reminds you of how they played last year. Um, you know, Lost tonight by four in Memphis, who has lost uh, two home games in the last two and a half months. So, you know, it was going to be an uphill climb, but man, 15-point lead on the road, second half. Thought they could have had this one. And there are some reasons why they didn't win it. Some of them was – most of them were their fault. I I do – I already saw one of the Super Chat comments – I, I did not like the whistle tonight. Uh, did the whistle cost them the game? I don't know if we could say that, but it was, I didn't think it was a great whistle tonight. Um, I thought in particular a non-foul. And look, you know, who knows if Mitch hits one, let alone both of the free throws. But there was a non-foul call on Mitch late that I thought was one of the most egregious non-calls that I, I've seen. Um, and I'm pretty sure it turned into a fast break at the other end. But – I mean, look, what can you say? Memphis is a great fucking team. They are a great team. Um, I don't know if they have the, you know, what it, the, 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 enough institutional memory yet to, to win in the playoffs, but they're really good. They don't put any bad basketball players on the floor. Everybody's good. Uh, John Morant is a star. Um, you know, he'll wind up on somewhere on the top five of the MVP ballot. Um, you know, I'm not sure if he deserves it, but. He doesn't doesn't not deserve it. I'll say that he's he's really good. And the Knicks did a great job on Jot tonight. Here's, that's the other thing, right? And that's why this is such a frustrating loss because the Knicks did a lot of things that were good enough to win the game. Um, I thought the way they came out in the second half was absolutely like awesome, 
absolutely awesome how they came out in the second half, took it to the, uh, the Grizzlies, unnerved the Grizzlies all the way until the very end of the quarter when they were up by 15 and they let the Grizzlies go on a very quick 6 nothing run. That closed it to nine coming into the fourth. And then they came out on the fourth and it like wasn't like terrible right away, but like Grizzlies chipped, Grizzlies chipped, Grizzlies chipped. And then all of a sudden it's a tie game or they're down by one or whatever it was with like five minutes to go. And they just don't, they don't, you know, the Knicks don't have anybody who can, who can manufacture a bucket. This is like the, I, again, I'm, I really do want to go back at some point when I'm have nothing better to do this summer and be like, which games would the Knicks have won if they had Derrick Rose? And I know that's like not what a lot of people care about right now because a lot of people have already moved on to the um, what are the next five years for this team going to look like? You know, who's going to be coaching? What young players are going to be here? What are those young players going to look like? And that's all fine. And we'll, we'll get to how the young players look because some good, some bad. But like just staying in the moment for a second, and I'm still kind of living in the moment, it's impossible not to, for me at least, it's impossible not to watch this game and think like, if they have Derrick Rose, they win this game because when they can't get a bucket late and when they're, you know, they ended up scoring how many points in the fourth quarter? 18 points in the fourth quarter. And that's even kind of disingenuous because um, they scored some buckets late that were, you know, I, maybe they don't score if this was a closer game. You know, they just don't have anybody to get them a basket. And and God bless Julius. <laughs> you know, we got we got mostly good Julius tonight. There was some bad Julius tonight, too. Um, ended up with 36 points, 12 rebounds, six assists, um, and uh, and four turnovers. Listen, was he perfect? No. Is he ever perfect? No. Um, but, you know, 11 for 27 from the field. You know, a handful of shots that you kind of wish you had back. But, again, it's – it's tough to complain because he was the best player on the floor tonight for the Knicks. Um, although Mitchell Robinson was close. I will give that Mitchell Robinson was damn close. Mitchell Robinson. I'll read his stat line as well. 10 points, 16 rebounds, eight on the offensive glass, four blocks, three steals. Um, he continues to play like a man who can smell that next contract. He can taste that next contract. He wants that next contract. He needs that next contract. Um, and you know what? He's earned that next contract, the way he's playing. Um, I don't know if the Knicks are going to give it to him or he's going to get a bigger offer from somewhere else, but uh, that's a conversation for the day. Mitch was great tonight. And then the third guy I'm going to shout out for having a really nice game. I have to do it. I'm sorry. Uh, Alec Burks. I know he missed a couple threes late. It would have been great if that corner three went in to, I think that would have cut it to, three with uh, tw- uh, more than 24 seconds remaining, um, you know, but he was still 18 points, six of 11 from the field, you know, five assists, six rebounds, just fills up the stat sheet. He's been playing better um, now that he's in a role where he's not required to play quite as much point guard. I know 35 minutes for him is still 35, probably too many for a lot of people. And that's, I respect that opinion, but um, he played really well. You know, RJ ended up with with 23 points, seven rebounds, two assists. Not his best game, you know, nine for 25. But I thought he, again, let's let's keep the focus where it should be on RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett is not John Moran. RJ Barrett is never going to be John Moran. Um, RJ Barrett is a 21-year-old third-year player who has struggled immensely at times in the pros, 
and is making strides and stride after stride after stride after stride. And I'm still at the point where even when RJ Barrett doesn't have a great game, like tonight, tonight was not a great game. You can still take positives from it. And I like the way he persevered. I like the way he closed the first half. Um, you know, I like some of his passes. Um, you know, again, you, you're, we're still at the stage where you take, you know, you take the signs, you appreciate the signs, and, and, and you move on to the next one. Um, you know, and, and the last thing I'll say, like, quickly played okay. You know, we didn't shoot it great. Um, Weird, he only took one three-pointer. He made it. Um, ended up with 11 points. Um, but I thought he played pretty well. Deuce, you know, played played. It brought his energy as always. It's just it's tough right now with Deuce because he's just clearly not comfortable on the offensive end of the floor. Um, and if Deuce isn't comfortable on the offensive end of the floor, which he's clearly not, they have three centers, you know, and they have like five players left. So it's tough to win a game where, like, you got five guys who could do something with the ball, especially when a couple of those guys are not having great nights. And Fournier did not have a great night. Um, RJ, like I said, didn't have a great night. You know, they shot 42%, and they lost by four in Memphis. Uh, 40% from three, but only on 25 attempts. So uh, you want to point to the free throws, too. You can point to the free throws. They missed nine free throws. Those hurt. Um, yeah, but like, look, they played hard, played well enough to win. Probably they out rebounded the Grizzlies, which is like not an easy thing to do. Um, that team is a bunch of fucking monsters. My God. Uh, they're really good. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to have a problem going to sleep after this game. Um, but if, if you want to continue to make this little push, which they've kind of now kind of sort of talked me into, uh, go out and beat Brooklyn on Sunday. Couldn't get this game? Fine. Go out and beat Brooklyn on Sunday. Get the momentum back. Um, and then you got a, a nice little four-game homestand where you could do some damage. So we'll see what they do. All right. Let's get to the Super Chat. Uh, also, before even we do that, shout out. We got almost 350 people watching. It's a Friday night. It's almost 11 o'clock. Sure, people got better shit to do with their time. Uh, we appreciate everybody in here. Uh, get the likes up, please. Get the likes up. It helps us out. And uh, let's go to the Super Chat. Robert McGinley. Um, this is the one I saw before. Trying not to be a prisoner of the moment. Um, I'm not a big blame the refs guy. Neither am I. Uh, but but that was one of the most lopsided officiated games I've seen in a very long time. Really felt we got screwed tonight. It, you know, I'm not going to disagree with you. Again, I'm so – when I watch these games, I'm like so focused on – other stuff, I just don't really pay attention to it. But I noticed it tonight. And for me to notice it, that probably means the whistle was really bad. Um, I thought here's, – here's my issue. I thought they were letting him play for a while, and it was kind of equal. And then it went completely the other direction, where they weren't calling anything on Memphis, and they were calling everything on the Knicks. And that's what I disagreed with. So um, did it cost them the game? You know, We'll never know. Um, but good comment. Kevin Danishevsky, great to see you on playback tonight. Shout out to everybody who was on playback tonight. I hopped on for the second half. I was glad I did not have to watch the second half alone. Um, so, yeah, shout out to all the Knicks Film School patrons and uh, newsletter subscribers. Good to see you at halftime. Uh, this game kind of reminded me of the Suns game last year, albeit after a much shorter winning streak. Uh, gave a good team everything we had. The future is bright. Yeah, the future continues to be bright. I mean, you know, um, bummed out about the Cam News. 
Um, would have liked to see what Cam could do for the rest of the season. I thought he was turning the corner. Um, tough break, uh, but you love what you're seeing from Barrett for the most part. Again, give or take some games, but even again, the bad games for him now are like again. Let's uh, perspective. This is a bad game from RJ Barrett, and he still like was kind of effective. So, um, good stuff from Quickly. Good stuff from Deuce. Uh, he just Deuce needs to get a little bit more comfortable on offense. Um, and Mitch, what can you say about Mitch? He's great. Um, definitely excited about the future for sure. Um, Manny Campos, what's going on, Manny? Manny, uh, this game shows how hard it is to play a center late in games against most teams. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. helped off of Mitch and got big blocks knowing he was not a threat. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's fair. That's fair because you have Mitch is a one trick pony on offense. It is a great trick. And it's a trick that is honestly probably the, probably the most effective part of their offense right now, because like his offensive rebounding is just such a weapon. And he, I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy's got eight offensive rebounds a game. Um, and like, especially when you have a guy like RJ and now Julius give credit to Julius didn't always work out great, but he did put pressure on the rim tonight. Um, quickly he's putting more pressure on the rim. Like when you got a guy like Mitch to clean up those misses and catch those lobs, like that is a devastating thing. You would just love him to be able to do a little bit more and credit to him. He, he, uh, he's, he got, so he got a career high in assists in the first quarter. He ended up with four assists. So he didn't get any assists after the first quarter. Um, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. If they had better offensive talent around Mitch, I don't think we'd be, you know, we'd, we'd mind as much. Um, I'll, I'll just say that. Um, okay, uh, scrolling back up because it scrolled down on me, of course, because it always scrolls down on me. Uh, man, you guys are awesome. Really showing out tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Anthony Sixto, focusing on the positives. I think tonight's a good night to focus on the positive. That's that's just my two cents. Can you recall a better coached third quarter this season? Or any quarter? Clear adjustments, excellent movement, beautiful execution. And, and look, I, again, I'm the guy who always gives credit to Tibbs. I completely agree with that. At the same time, the Knicks came out with the requisite intensity. Now, how do you balance, like, the? does the intensity come because they feel like Shit, we got the game plan that's working against these guys. Let's fucking get after this. So much of it comes down to Randall. When Randall's hitting shots, he plays defense like he means it. That was a big part, I thought, of the third quarter effectiveness. But, yes, they played to their strengths, and I thought their defensive execution, their defensive execution was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal in the third quarter. Um, but they're, you know, they were a little thin. And, again, like – I'm sure somebody's going to disagree with this, but like, I, I don't, I don't look at the fourth quarter as like, I, I just look at that as like the, they didn't have enough talent, and like the, the Memphis Grizzlies are a really good defensive team, and they bared down on defense, and the Knicks had some shots and they didn't make them, and they made a couple poor plays. You know, Randall had some turnovers, and RJ had a a shot block by Jackson that, you know, he has to have better awareness there. It's like there's things you could do better. Um, so. Yeah, um, no disagreement with that. I, I, obviously, I think it's a great comment. I, I don't know. Maybe others will will feel differently. Uh, Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? 
The season is not over. I agree. I don't think the season's over. Um, you know, might be over in a couple weeks. It's not over yet. We played hard and could have won tonight. The Knicks making the play in definitely was solid, and Tibbs had a good plan. Talent won out. Let's go Knicks. I love you, Asia. I always love your conversation. Really, I always appreciate them. I think they're even killed. Um, definitely agree with my sensibilities as a fan, um, but also very much appreciate them. We'll do a standings check-in. It's not going to be a fun standings check-in um, because the um, Atlanta Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets both won tonight. Uh, so uh, that's not great. Uh, how did I just – I just went to the what I thought was the NBA standings, and I turned out I went to the NFL standings. Um, I don't really care about the NFL standings right now. Um, but I'm pretty sure this leaves us uh, four and a half games back of the – Two teams that are tied for 10th. Um, yes, four and a half games back. The Wizards are still kind of hanging around. They're two games back, so two and a half games ahead of us. Um, Toronto has not been playing great. They won tonight. Of course they won tonight. Um, and the Nets, I think, are free and clear. So really you're focusing on the Hornets and the Hawks. You know, they got 15 games left, the Knicks do. Is that going to be enough? To make up four and a half games, that's kind of tough. Uh, do they? I don't know. We'll see if they have it in them. Uh, Rob Philusma, you know, JM, not bent about this loss. I thought the squad hung with them well. I completely agree, Rob. I'm not bent about the loss either. It's just frustrating, annoying, because I thought we could have had it. But this reminds me of last season, right? Like, I can't think of how many losses. Like, they lost 31 games last season, and a lot of those losses, I'd come on here after the loss and be like, you know what? I can't get upset. And I can't really be too upset after this one. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Danishevsky with one more. Can't express how much I miss Grimes. Yes. Yes. His, the no hesitation from three, not to mention the fact that he hit a lot of them, not to mention the fact that he, I tell you, I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but like, does he, he, he doesn't make Fournier expendable, but like, I actually think on next year's team, and I, this is not I'm not something we need to talk about tonight. Like, if you have Grimes starting next year and you have Fournier coming off the bench, all of a sudden that's what Fournier's role is supposed to be. I understand you don't usually have your $17 million a year guy coming off the bench and your $2 million a year rookie contract guy starting, but, like, that's what makes the most sense for this team. Start Grimes, hit Fournier. Will they be able to sell it next year to Fournier, to – you know, whoever needs to be sold, I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. I just had that thought. Um, so, yeah, how much I miss Grimes and how much I look forward to him re- rejoining the team. I so desperately want to see his three-point shot making with RJ. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm also disappointed about? We don't get to see Grimes, Cam, and RJ together. Um, maybe they played a little bit before Grimes' injury. I honestly forget, but they didn't play well. I know that. Um so that's a bit of a bummer, but yeah, give me, give me Grimes and RJ together and quickly too. Like I, I love how quickly he's been playing lately. Um, Jessica, Jessica, shout out to Jessica. She, she, uh, is the one who got me on playback tonight. Um, cause I wasn't even thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Sure. Let's watch the second half on playback. Rough ending, but happy to see the effort more drive. They want it. The end of the third was a sign of what was to come. Yeah. Oh God. And it was, uh, so annoyed the end of the third quarter. Um, but they kept things close and they played hard. Great game from Redacted. 
Yeah, I, I, I actually, I don't, I don't know. It was it a great game from Julius Randle? He was the best Nick on the floor. Yes. Other than maybe Mitch, uh, it was a very, very good game. I, I, I think if he had played a great game, I think they would have won. Um, I'll say that, but can't complain about it. You know, uh, bad eyesight. I have no issues with the effort or the minutes, except maybe five or less minutes from Evan. Yeah, Fournier. We should say. I'm going to go ahead and guess Fournier played 23 minutes. Let's see how close I came. 22, 23, 24, 29. Yeah, that's, that's five too many. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's five too many. I forgot that Fournier checked back in, I think, in the uh, second quarter um, after he went out. Um, my biggest takeaway from the season is how mentally and emotionally weak this team is. So unlike a Tibbs team. Um, you know, uh, was tonight their mentally strongest game? No, it wasn't. I think that the talent had, you know, a decent amount to do with it. They've been incredibly mentally weak all season long. And I I don't want to get into it. We'll we'll put a post-mortem on this season at some point. I don't want to do it tonight, but like, They just never got their footing all season long until now. They have their footing now. They just never got it all season long. And, you know, you can make a lot of theories as to why that was. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with the overall spirit of the comment, even if I, I don't necessarily think that, like, a lack of mental fortitude. Although, yeah, they had a couple shitty possessions there in the fourth. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, you're, you're – you're right. What can I say? Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. Of course. It's so great to have you aboard, Robert. Is it fair and reasonable to say that you will pay Mitchell Robinson four years at $20 million per year? I'm still not there. I'm still not there, uh, Rob. You know, I, he, he is worth every bit of the extension that they could give him right now. The way he's playing right now. It's just to pay a center $20 million a year that is that is limited in offense the ways that Mitch is limited. Is just, I, I just can't get there. Uh, I'm getting closer, though. I'm, I'm, I'm at, like, if it took, like, 14 a year, I'll pay him the 14 a year. If it took, him, if it took 15 a year, uh, God, I don't know. You have, me over, you have me over a barrel, maybe. Um, C.T. Pittman. I think uh, – what's going on, C.T. Pittman? Always good to see you. I think when the game gets tight, the offense becomes too stagnant. Yeah, it does. But, but again, that's bec- that the, the opposing defense often has a lot to do with that because they're really – they're bearing down. And you could see it. You could see it when they were trying to go, you know, run the pistol set that they always run with RJ a couple times there at the end of the game, and they were just bearing down. And they were bearing down, and if they and if RJ, they know RJ doesn't want to pull up. They know they're not fearing the floater. They're not fearing any of that bullshit. They're gonna say, if you're gonna, we're gonna make you earn this, and that's, you know, and they stay home on Mitch, and it's just, it's tough. The only thing left to do is to kick it out, and you know, if RJ's not really drawing the double there, um, it's just you know. 
it's tough. So then what else do you have? Like, I thought they had some creative sets. It's just like there was a one set in the fourth quarter. I even said it on the playback. I'm like, man, I like this set. And then it just went nowhere. Cause like you need someone to, to create an advantage. And it's, you know, a lot of times it's still just Julius. Um, and he missed some, you know, he missed some shots at the rim because again, the Grizzlies are a fucking awesome team at protecting the rim. Um, you know, and it's where you missed Derek Rose. So, yeah. Uh, all that being said, did they have some possessions that you'd want to have back? Yes, they had some possessions you'd want to have back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Hush Zoo. Randall's all right. RJ off night. Hate to see it. I know Memphis is great, but they'll lose a lot of their depth soon. If Brunson isn't available, Tyus Jones wouldn't be a bad plan B. I love Tyus Jones. I've been a big fan of, of Tyus Jones for a while. I think he's a good player. Um, I don't think he's a guy that – I think he's he's in his perfect role. He is – you want him playing 15 minutes a night off the bench as your backup point guard. That's what he should be doing. Um, as for Memphis losing a lot of their depth, you know, I mean, Bain's going to get – the Macau Bridges contract, if not something more. Um, so there's that. You know, Jaws going to get his max, but they already paid Jackson. You know, and I, I got to tell you, the Jackson contract all of a sudden looks like a nice value because that dude, he's going to make an all-defense team this year. Um, and he could hit a three, and he could, you know, I know he doesn't do a lot else on offense with the way this team is kind of shaking out, but he can do other stuff too. But you have you have a rim-protecting Stretch five, 
or a stretch, whatever, stretch, whatever he is, stretch big, a stretch, a stretch rim protector. That's what you have there with, with him. And you get him for below the max. Um, so good job by them, uh, you know, locking that up. And um, I think uh, Dylan Brooks is already under contract for a little bit. I could be mistaken about that. I actually should probably check that. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, man, and this team had Grayson Allen, too. And they traded Grayson Allen. He'd be good on this team. Um, okay. Uh, Charm City Knicks fan. Tough to get too down about this loss. We're seeing a theme here. Completely agree. A little more help from the bench would have been nice. Rose, yes. But if, uh, otherwise, you played well against a good team. Completely agree. Again, I, I, man, they win this game if Derrick Rose is there. Um, they win this game if Derrick Rose is there. By the way, how about this? We got some big NBA news. Congratulations to Coach Greg Popovich. Surpassed Don Nelson for most coaching wins in NBA history. Give a little. Coach Pop, uh, it's unfortunate we were his first uh, – his first victim uh, as a title for, for his first title, but what can you do? Um, Hush Zoo. Uh, the Knicks really need a stretch if they want to maximize Randall, if they keep him, um, and RJ. Mo Bamba is someone I hope we go for if Mitch walks. Again, I don't want Mitch to walk. I don't think it would it'd be smart. Like Someone needs to answer some really tough questions if they just let Mitch walk. That said, does, does this team is this team screaming out for a stretch five? Yes, as much as any other team in the league, they're screaming out for a stretch five. Put a stretch five with RJ Barrett on those like high high uh, pistol sets. Man, when RJ starts to get a little bit better and RJ feels a little bit more comfortable pulling up, like that, you know, that's not that's not guardable. Um, you know, is Mo Bamba that guy? Yeah, I don't know, maybe. You know, fits the profile. We'll see. Uh, Joe Lacalandra. What's going on, Joe? John, can they win long-term with two players, RJ and Julius, who are so inefficient? Uh, is it so hard to get near 50% field goals? Feels like it never happens. Um, Joe, first I'll say they are – you look at the two of them together, their efficiency and, like, how big a portion of usage they have for the Knicks this year. And yes, RJ has cleaned it up a lot in the last couple months. But if you still look, there is no team in the league, and this is this is fact, who has their top two so clearly their top two guys who are this inefficient. With the, I think maybe maybe Cade and and uh, uh, Jerry and Grant or Jeremy Grant, excuse me. Um, they're probably down there too, but. Okay, so the Pistons, right? Um, Cole is not efficient for Orlando. I'm trying to think who their second best player is or who their second highest usage guy is. They don't really have a clear number two. I guess it'd be Franz. Uh, and Franz has been pretty very efficient for a rookie. But again, you're talking about a second-year player and a first-year player. Uh, the point is, like, no, they are not efficient. And no, you cannot win long-term with two players who are this inefficient. I think the hope with RJ is that he gets a little bit more efficient, but – as we've talked about a lot, I think you could live with his inefficient because he does get a lot of those Kobe assists when he draws the like when he when he gets his man on his hip or he beats his man or he bodies his man or whatever, and the five needs to come over. 
that's why you need a guy like Mitch to clean up those misses because with RJ, that's a that's part of the foundation of your offense. Um, with Randall, it's just it's a lot tougher because his inefficiency is just in ways that really don't help you. It's the misses on the long twos, and like you know, we missed a lot of fucking long twos tonight, um, and that kills you. It just hurts you so much. I, I think I don't think it's a pairing long term that could work if you're trying to win a championship at least. So, um, you know, I think someone probably needs to go and I'll give you one guess who I think that person is, uh, even though he was, he was very good tonight. Uh, Perry Gabriel, momentum is key in basketball, up 15, give up six points in like 30 seconds. Yes, uh, open the show with that. The turnovers and key possessions hurt us. Yeah, they turned it over. To, actually, I haven't even checked the turnovers. That, the, the, it felt like they turned it over too much. I'll say that. Um, Knicks tonight ended up turning it over. 16 times. Yeah, you can't do that and win against this team, um, especially since the Grizzlies only turned it over 10 times. You know, just it's not a not a great recipe. Um, by the way, Memphis blocked 16 shots tonight. New York blocked six. You know, that's, again, like, where's New York's offense? Where's their good offense? It's It's – the guys making threes and banging the rim and they tried to bang the rim tonight. Didn't work out so well. And they shot threes well, but they just didn't, didn't shoot enough of them. Um, but, uh, Oh, finishing, uh, Perry's comment. Uh, love RJ was hoping his three would be on today. They played hard. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Andrew, where'd your comment go? Andrew, I'll get it back. Hang on. Um, Andrew Chan, Andrew L. Chan, excuse me. Uh, ja and Darius are going to make get max deals this summer. What do you do if RJ says he wants 5181 like what Michael Porter Jr. got? You lose cap flexibility if you extend him. Um, RJ Barrett has earned the right to demand a max contract. Um, full stop. Um, I know... You know, these stupid lists continue to come out that don't have him on it. It doesn't matter. He's a guy that deserves the max. The The 181 thing, though, that's the that's super max, uh, I think. Um, unless, my, unless my math is off. Um, so that's if, like, he makes an all-NBA team or, you know, wins MVP or, or something like that. Um, you know, but... I mean, he's a guy. He's a guy that's earned a rookie, a match rookie extension. I, I he's earned it. You know, maybe something happens over the next month of the season that gets us to change our mind. But he has turned the corner. He is the foundation of the franchise. You know, I he, he you give it to him. You have to give it to him. And as far as it, how it affects their flexibility, it like it really doesn't. This team is not built to have, like, because here's the thing, right? Even if you held off until next summer, summer of 2023, his cap hold is so ginormous that you're not, the difference between his cap hold and, like, the whatever year one of his max is, it's not that big. So it's not really, it's not really hurting you that much. Um Zini, I think I pronounced the name correctly. 
Um, does Brogdon or Bronson make a difference in this game? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Brogdon especially. So th- this is going to be an interesting debate. And uh, shout out to Benji, who was, we were talking about this a little bit on the playback we did on uh, Wednesday against the Mavs. He strongly prefers Brogdon to Brunson. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm not sure he's wrong about that. Like, I know we love Brunson because, you know, a lot of connections and the whole thing. Brunson profiles as like, you know, six man, best six man of the year, you know, fourth, fifth starter type of guy. Brogdon, like we know Malcolm Brogdon can be a starting point guard on a, at the very least, a, a pretty damn good team. Um, you know, Milwaukee let him go. He looked like Indiana's best player at times over the last few years. And he's making not that much more than what Brunson's going to wind up costing you. So of the two, I think if you're going to be like, which one of them, if they had tonight, would they win this game? I think it's probably Brogdon. Um, yeah, so that's my answer to that question. We have a comment from the regular chat. Menno uh, Fami. Andrew, can you ask John if they trade Randall this offseason, do they avoid his trade kicker? Um, it depends on when they do it. If they trade him on draft night, they do. Um, if they trade him uh, after the new league year begins, then they do not. Then the trade kicker kicks in because that is when his extension kicks in and the trade uh, – the trade kicker is on the extension, not the previous contract. So it depends when they trade. Um, as I say that, as I no, you could make it. You could legally make a trade on draft night. Yeah, they could avoid it. Okay. Um, Joe Vogel, what's going on, Joe? I feel like RJ and even Randall play so much better in transition. Hundred percent which we get away from in the fourth. Yes, very true. Ja killed the Nixon transition at the end. Um, I think, I think it, yes, they do get away from it. I think the Grizzlies bear down a little bit more. I think, again, but that's like, that's a defense offense thing. Like so often when you see the Knicks get out in, in, in transition, their defense, as it does for every other team in the league, their defense fuels that. Like in general – it's tough to get out and transition off of live rebounds or, I mean, no, that's not true. You could get out and transit. You could, you could push the pace off live rebounds. It's really hard to push the pace off makes when a team is bearing down in the fourth quarter with the other end. Live rebounds, you could do it, but it's tougher. And again, give credit to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are a sound team. That's why Taylor Jenkins is going to finish, you know, first or second in, in coach of the year. Um, all that said, I wish that they pushed the pace even more. Um, ML Nair, what's going on, ML? Randall is so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, he played well all game until the fourth when he stopped passing and he takes too many four shots. Oh, I'd give Mitch 15 for four in a heartbeat. Um, okay. Uh, it, it might cost, cost them 15 a year. Um, as for Randall, again, you give him a little bit of a pass because, you know, they didn't have much going on offense, but, I, like, he didn't make one of those – like, none of his makes tonight were long twos. And I'll, I'll just double-check that right now. I don't think he had a long two make tonight. Um, so, like, those are not good shots. Those are those are objectively bad shots. Um, 
I don't know if it was just in the fourth. I actually thought he had some moments that I didn't love throughout the game. Um, but, you know. And he didn't force it. I, I didn't think too much in the fourth. Forced a little bit. Yeah, he did not have one made long two. And he took one, two, three, four, five, six from the mid-range. So, not great. Um, and it looks like we got a couple more. And then uh, we'll, we'll get out of here. Manny Campos, what's going on again, Manny? Thank you again for the contributions. I don't think we necessarily need to stretch five if Tibbs is gone. He's the only coach set on playing actual fives. We need more versatile. We just need more versatile players. I mean, I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, like, other teams aren't as set at, at playing traditional fives because they can get away with playing something else. When you play Randall at the five, or Obi for that matter, you're just – there's just no, – I mean, it's – the lack of rim protection is just so – it is so stark. Um, would it kill him to go to it more? No, of course not. But um, is that the answer? You know, I I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, here, here, here's – Yes, more versatile players, please. Michael Morando, uh, I'm convinced that this team would be a 40-plus win team with a true point guard. Predictable end. Julius had to play the last 10 and a half minutes, given how thin they were. Um, I will just uh, – I guess I'm going to close the night. By the way, we're at 98 likes. Can we get to 100 likes? We appreciate that. Um, I'll, oh, wait, no, we have one more comment after this, and then, but I will say this. Uh, I said it on the halftime Zoom. I'll say it again here. Uh, I looked at their on-off, uh, their net rating, excuse me, in the 2,000-something minutes they played without Kemba Walker this year. More than 70% of the minutes that they played. Going into tonight, it was a plus 2.1. Um, after tonight, it's still going to be a, probably a plus 2.1 or a plus 2. Uh, this team has been a good but not great basketball team when Kemba Walker has not played this year. Um, didn't work out. Not saying it's all on him, but yeah, if they had a real point guard, do I think this team would be better? Yes, I do. Um, Hush Zoo, I think this might be our last comment of the night. Play GM. Uh, RQ. Oh, um, play GM. Randall's rest of the year averages 25, 10, and 5. Offseason, what team are you calling up and what are you trying to get? Oh, you want to play some Randall trade trade games? I mean, I've done this before, but I'll, I'll do it one more time. Uh, and by the way, for me with Randall, it's not it's not even about the counting stats. It's like, how does he how does he look? How does he play? How does he, you know? Like, you have to watch the games to know what, what version of Randall you're getting. And let's just say, like, if he played, if he plays well for the rest of the season, what am I trading him for? Um, I mean, I just don't know who's willing to give up a potentially good draft pick, you know? Because, like, like, Washington – 
for instance, they can trade their own draft pick after draft night. So what does that mean? That means you could agree to a trade before draft night and then actually execute the trade after draft night because the Stepien rule affects them. Um, would I trade Randall for, like, let's say Washington gets the uh, 10th pick in the draft, right? And let's say the Knicks get the, you know, let's say the Knicks get the 8th pick in the draft or the ninth pick in the draft. You know, I don't think 9 and 10 is going to get you into the top four in this draft. But if it did, if it did, big if, and you could get a Jaden Ivey, right? Um, would I trade Randall for like, you know, uh, KCP, who's been really good this year, and like one other salary and then and get Washington's first? And maybe we give up like our second or something this year. Like, yeah, I do something like that. I think that's a trade. I think Washington's desperate. Um, I don't. I'm not in love with any of their young players, so I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do it just to get like a Hachimura or an Abdija as like the prize. Um, I think Portland's going to be desperate. I would do. I would do something if you get uh, Anthony Simons back in a in a sign and trade, which the numbers are a little bit tough on that, but I'd look there. Um, you know, we'll see. I don't even want to say his name. We'll see what the Zion situation is this summer. Um, you know, what's the premium you have to give up to get, uh, Anthony Davis from the Lakers. I imagine like Randall and like all of the picks probably still doesn't get it done. Cause I don't think, uh, LeBron James gives a shit about the picks. Um, would I do that? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know how in love I am with Anthony Davis moving forward with the contract he has and like paid a lot of money, you know, injury issues. Like, I don't know. There's no, there's no like super obvious, you know, there, there's trades you can work out with Dallas. Do you want to send Julius Randle to Dallas? I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, the Kings already did their deal. Um, so I don't think there's anything there. You could, uh, okay, here's one. I'll give you one more. Um, God. There's probably a deal there with Charlotte to be had. I don't know what the deal is. I don't even know who you're getting back. You're, I mean, you're probably talking about future picks. Do future Charlotte Hornet picks excite you? I don't know. If so, there's probably something there. Um, I, I don't know that there is enough, but the Knicks would want M, like good NBA talent back. And like, I don't know, you know, you want to do a, a deal built around Gordon Hayward and like some future Dallas firsts or sorry, future Charlotte firsts. I don't know. It's just, it's, he's a tougher guy to trade than, than I think a lot of people realize. Um, no idea if Indiana wants him for Brogdon. Zero idea. But that's, you know, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I really don't know. There's so many different fake trades you could do with Randall. And none of them are perfect. And I don't know if I'm going to like any of them. Uh, oh, wait, we got – hold on. We got one more. Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. Let's talk calzones. Overrated, underrated. What's your favorite? I'm not a calzone guy. I'm not a calzone. Because to me, it's like if you can have pizza, just have pizza. Pizza's better than a calzone. The only calzone I've ever had 
it, that I really loved was uh, it's called the Beast thing. I don't even know if they still have it at Roberta's in Bushwick. Um, that is a special calzone. That's a great calzone. Other than that, I'm, I'm not really in love with calzones. Um, Lucali's calzone is pretty damn good, though. I'll say that. Lucali's calzone with pepperoni and hot peppers. That gets a job done. That's really good, too. So shout out to the Beast thing and Roberta's. All right. Uh, we've entered the calzone portion of the evening, which probably means it's time for me to sign off. It's 1130. Shout out to the 200-plus people who are still in here watching. Um, sorry we couldn't get the win tonight. Really did want this one. But, uh, you know, such is life as a Nick fan. Uh, don't forget, join us on Sunday for uh, post-game on the Nets. And uh, me and Jeremy will be back with our usual um, podcast dropping midnight uh, going into Monday. So until then, take care, enjoy your weekend, and we will uh, see you soon. Peace out.